0: go to the book of James chapter 5 and verse 15. Let's read it together. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he had committed sins, they shall be forgiven him. Let's read it together again. And the prayer of shall and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he have committed sins, they shall be forgiven forgiven him. I want to preach a very simple subject this evening on the prayer of faith. The prayer of faith. Let's pray all over the building. Father, I ask you to help me right now to preach to your precious people. Lord, this word that you delivered to my spirit, I pray God that you would help them with it. Let them have the faith and the confidence to speak things into existence, I pray. Help us, oh God. In Jesus' name we pray and everyone said amen. You may be seated if you're going to help me preach. Praise God. James 5 and 13 says, Any sick among you afflicted? Is any among you afflicted? Let him pray. Is any merry? Let him sing songs. Is any sick among you? I was at a service one night, north, south, east, and west of here, and uh, this guy got up, and he was being very prophetic, and like a theologian, he got up and he said, I feel that there's somebody here with a back problem. I'm like, man... Everybody in Fayette County has a back problem. <laughs> are you kidding me? We all are hurting. We work the mines. You don't have to be a prophet to know every how many's got back problems in this building. Look at it. You don't take a prophet to understand how many's got pains tonight. It, it's just normal as you get older. I turn I, listen. I turned forty one and something happened. I turned forty six and something else happened. I'm turned forty seven this month and I don't like getting older. But the Bible says. Is there is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let him pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. I, I, I've had some funny things happen around the altar years pastoring here. I mean, the things that set up here sometimes. Sister Martha is very hilarious and I'm trying to keep my face straight. Sister Thelma Dempsey, probably one of the funniest things. Y'all probably know where I'm going with this. Sister Thelma come up and I said, Sister Thelma, what would you like God to do for you? I don't want to assume everybody comes up has the same problem. If they want the Holy Ghost, there could be a different situation. I was standing right here. I said, Sister Thelma, what do you want God to do for you? She said, I need a complete overhaul. (laughs) People in Parkersburg wouldn't understand rebuilding engines and vehicles, but in Fayette County, She said, I want a complete overhaul. Everything. I need everything fixed. I said, Sister Thelma, that's mean you believe God for a complete overhaul. And she shouted and danced and believed God was going to do it. There's got to be this sense inside of us that even though we don't get everything we want every day, that we don't stop praying for the things we need to happen. We are the people of faith. Can you say that I am a man of God. I am a man of faith. You're a woman of faith. We can't stop believing just because we don't get what we want every time. I don't know if she got the complete overhaul. But I promise you she got a miracle or a touch almost every time she come to church. We've got to understand just because someone died or someone passed away does not mean Pastor Chad that we quit anointing with oil. If I don't get I have stood in this pulpit believing for miracles. I preached in Africa and had a, a, a prayed and we had all these miracles take place and I'm sitting there on the platform with the general board of Malawi and all of a sudden I feel these warm hands on my knee. I had a motorcycle accident. Me and Aaron Valentine was riding motorcycles and my foot come off the foot pedal at Brother Bobby's house and you remember that and then folded my knee completely backwards out of joint and destroyed my knee. Aaron had to pick me up and put me in a vehicle about passed out destroyed my knee. It blew out, I think it was like 50 some times before I had surgery. And I was on that platform with the general board. you got to hear me, church. I didn't stop preaching about faith. I didn't stop believing that God could heal, even though my knee would blow out while I was preaching. I remember sitting on that platform and a warm hand touched my knee and said, God, please heal his knee. I'd just seen a crippled man healed before our eyes. But I didn't get my miracle. And I had an ACL reconstruction surgery. You remember, I didn't tell anybody and everybody got mad. I went and had surgery. And I stood in this pulpit days after my surgery, which was pretty dumb. My knee swelled up real big. And I preached about how God can heal and the mighty works of God. Just because we don't get our miracle when we do it, doesn't mean God isn't going to heal somebody else. Patriarchs of old leaned over their staff while they blessed their grandchildren. We got to be the people of faith to believe that God still does heal. God is still a miracle worker. If you believe it, you ought to clap your hands all over this building. I am still a man of faith. I am still a woman of faith. I believe it. Somebody shout yes. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick and the Lord reserves the right to raise him up. It also says in verse 16, Confess your faults one to another, not sins, they'll tell it. Confess your faults one to another and pray for one another that you may be what? Healed, Healed emotionally. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Yeah. Verse 17, let's read it together. Elias was a man subject to like passions as we are and he did What? He was, this man, he got, he was excitable, he was irritable, he, he probably got in bad moods. He, he was subject of corrupt passions, and he, he went through things that we, he had weaknesses. But the Bible says that Elias, he prayed earnestly. Look at somebody say, he was just like you. He was subject to passions just like us. But he prayed what? Earnestly. That it might not rain. look at this next verse and it rained not oh y'all didn't hear me he prayed that it wouldn't rain and look at it read it with me and it rained not on the earth for the space of three years and six months he was no different than me he was no different from you he went through trials and things and unanswered prayers but when he prayed what God was dealing with God answered his prayer. Look at verse 18. Y'all still with me? And he what? That's the word. I'm asking you, Glen Ferris Apostolic Church and everybody that's online tonight, you need to pray one more time. I know you prayed and it stopped raining, but God's about to open up a floodgate. It's time to pray one more time. It's time to pray again. Come on, if you believe it, clap your hands right now. We got to pray one more time. We got to pray again and again and again. And he prayed again. And what? The heaven gave rain. And what else? And the earth. After a long drought, somebody prayed one more time. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. We need to get back to the place where we pray again and believe for the harvest. God's given you harvest. You believe it, shout yes. God's giving you harvest. You got to believe it. He's giving you harvest. Baptize four in one week. That's called harvest. I don't know why we just don't go ahead and just party here a minute. God's giving you harvest when people are getting the Holy Ghost and you baptize. baptized. That's why we're doing this. God wants to save daily as should be saved. I want you to say God can do this. You got to believe what you say. If you can pray the negative down, y'all with me? I heard Brother Thomas said, "Go ahead and preach." I'm about to preach right now. How come is it we can pray through a drought, but we can't believe for rain? You can pray against something, but you can't pray for something. I want to tell you we need to quit praying against stuff and start praying for stuff. God wants you to start loosening revival and loosen miracles and loosen healing, releasing financial blessing. Why? Yeah. The prayer of faith. I have seen people pray and not have faith. I was at a dinner table one time in Summersville. I'll never forget it. And here's all these adults sitting around the table in Shonies, And I heard, God is great. God is good. And we thank him for our food. By his hand we shall be fed. Give us, Lord, our daily bread in Jesus' name. Amen. They were still singing it like it did when they was kids. They was grown adults holding hands around the table. Was there any faith in that prayer? Or was it out of tradition and redundancy? We're eating, so let us pray. There's gotta be something if we're not careful after we go through so much trial and pain, we don't believe that God can really fix it. That's right. That lost loved one's still lost. That's still lost. I said one Sunday, as lost as a ball in high weeds, and my head usher said, That's lost. I heard him say, he said, That's lost. But just because they're lost doesn't mean God cannot bring them in right now. Right now. You feel the faith just walking this building? I'm telling you, if you'll believe it when you pray now, God's about to do it. God's bringing your family back. God's gonna bring it back. Somebody shout right now. I'm gonna pray with faith. I'm gonna shout in faith. I'm gonna believe it. I'm really gonna believe it when I pray. They are coming back. They are coming back. A prayer of faith. When you deal with the people I deal with, you better have faith. They chew you up and spit you out. I have to look at people sometimes, I hear stories that make my hair curl, and ain't a whole lot of hair. I mean, I've, I've had to deal with Satanists, Wicca, atheists, I've dealt with so much crazy stuff since I... I told them in Parkersburg, it's so crazy, even the, hair, even the devils have hair on their back. It's messed up. I deal with stuff you couldn't imagine. And so when you look at somebody and you have a word, you better have some faith back in it. I've had to look in people's eyes in the prison and say, this is what God's gonna do. And start prophesying. After I'm done, I'm thinking, man, I sure hope he does all that. A word from the Lord. When was the last time you had a word from the Lord? I'm in, I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. you got to hear me. You need to find the flow that I'm preaching right now. We need some old time prophets to start walking down our aisle. We need some people start speaking some things in the spirit, into existence that's not there as though it was here already. God spoke everything into existence he made it out of nothing when is some of the saints going to stand up and say I've had it I'm going to pray different tonight my family is coming home they are going to be healed they are going to live and not die there needs to get to be a of warrior in you that says I'm going to pray different today y'all feel what I'm preaching you got to get a different spirit about you and quit praying those little sissy prayers and say, God, I truly believe you're going to save my family. Yeah, I truly believe you're going to do it. Yes, yes, yes. I've had to look at people, Lord Jesus. You hear that? There's something seething and there's something moving. This church, this this whole area, this is a place of three rivers, spiritual things take place here. Hell would love to combat you and get you not to believe in the supernatural again. I come to tell you, it's time for Glen Ferris Apostolic Church uh, to step back into its anointing, back into the faith that you've once had over all these years. You need to believe in your prayers again. You've been attacked because because it sends you into destruction and makes you want to quit. I don't deal with devils so much as I deal with distractions that make me want to quit. I probably resigned every Monday for the last seventeen years. Somebody said, "Man, that was great preaching." I said, "Call me Monday." <laughs> distractions. Hell would love to distract you because if he can keep you from praying, all right, all right. Come on. Come on now. oh, as long as you just got these cute little Father, just love you, Jesus. God is great. God is good. And He's scared to death of John Gross getting on his knees and declaring things which is from heaven on this earth. Binding things that are bound in heaven and loosing things on earth that are loosed in heaven. There's something powerful when an elder starts talking. I wish Sister Polly was here right now. My God, I'd hand her the mic. These elders saying, pray prayers. Sister Martha Angel, don't ever stop praying. What was the little ladies that was at Robson? The two little ladies that sat on the left side. When you go up to the front, it sat about right here. What was their names? Hey, you, 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 you hear me. The Lord spoke to me and give me a dream. I won't tell it in here because we're on camera. And the Lord told me about they was the guard, they was the guards of that church. And he showed me some things in a vision and when he said when they prayed hell was scared of them. I'll never forget preaching that revival and God talking to me. We need some people with some little bit of salt and pepper up here that'll get down and say not on my watch. Not on my watch. Not on my I'm going to pray heaven down. I'm going to pray the glory down. When you start praying people start getting the Holy Ghost. When you start praying people start coming in. When you start praying it moves things in the spirit. When you start praying... Glenn Ferris, let me tell you something I've learned. When the men of this church start praying, backsliders start coming in. Men start walking in off the street getting the Holy Ghost. When the men, I wish we'd have some raw, some growl. Some of you men to stand up right now and say, I'm going to start praying deep prayers. And we're going to see some men get the Holy Ghost in this church. That's it, men. Thank you for standing. Shout hallelujah right now. God's gonna give you revival. Yeah, I heard somebody pounding on a pew back there. It brings back memories. Do something. I wish you men just shout them on. Come on, men. Declare things. Declare it in the spirit. It's time to have a prayer of faith. It's time to have a prayer of faith. You need to have faith. Believe it again. Believe it when you say it. You ever been talking to somebody and you knew they wasn't listening? Like when we was getting out of the vehicle, I knew you didn't hear me. I think sometimes we talk, but yet we're not really praying. And I've been guilty of it. How many's ever got down and thought, "I am in a horrible mood. I don't feel like doing this right now." No, y'all perfect. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Sorry. How many is having a hard time praying this last year since COVID? I mean how many has it been hard? How many before COVID it was hard? Prayers work. I feel the Holy Ghost in here you got to get down and say, you know what, I'm going, to, I'm going to be intentional about my prayer. And when I say it, I'm going to believe it. I'm just going to have empty words when I come out. God, I love you, and I mean it. God, I need you, and I mean it. God, I need you to save my family and save my mind and save my... How with me right now? I am challenging you and commission you to a place of prayer you have never been. God's about to release some things in the Spirit in this region. I just saw something in the spirit and I seen dark images running over those mountains. I just saw it. I haven't seen a vision like that in this area in a long time. But I saw dark images going up over Tornado Hala and they was leaving. You better go ahead and claim it. God's going to give you a revival. I'm speaking in the spirit as an apostle in this region. You have no place here. You have no place here. Oh, somebody shout a moment. We're going to move on. I want you to shout and believe it. God is giving apostolic revival and harvest. We need a prayer of faith. A prayer of faith. gospel of Luke says which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him friend lend me three loaves for a friend of mine in his journey has come to me and I have nothing to set before him Luke 11 and 7 says and he from within shall answer and say trouble me not the door is now shut and my children are with me in bed I cannot rise and give thee but he says I say unto you though he will not rise and give him Because he is his friend. Because he's his friend. Yeah, because of his importunity. Because he knows him. Because of his importunity. He'll beg. Plead. Persistent, demanding. Because we are the friend of God. I'm in bed. I've got my kids. Everything's settled in. But there's still somebody knocking on the door. Yeah. Because of his importunity and who he is, he will rise and give him as many as he needs. God said, because he knows you and you're willing to ask. I'll give you whatever you need. You're a friend. And you're persistent. He said, I'll take care of you. If you'll just seek me, even when it looks like it won't fit my schedule, I'm there for you. He says, ask and it shall be given. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. God wants to touch you, and he wants to fulfill your heart's desire, and he wants to fulfill and answer your prayer. God knows who you are. We need to pray until we see the miraculous. And we need to beg God. We need to be persistent. And I'm preaching to myself right now because I've had a lot of loss. I went through a lot of stuff. And there's times I've got to look in the mirror and I've got to preach to David Bounds and say, David Bounds, get back in the altar. I could pray for those things that you need. There's not a person under the sound of my voice. I promise you everybody here could stand a financial blessing right now. Everybody under the sound of my voice is either battling some ailment or sickness or know somebody's about to die or battling some type of disease. Everybody's here. Somebody's got somebody, know somebody that's in addiction. Homeless, lost. There's always trouble. Can I tell you? But if we can get down and pray, I believe we can see a revival where people are relieved and they're sent out of the prisons. Like... Like Simon Peter, and there can be an answer to our prayer. It's got to be something to get a hold of us, church, to where we say, I'm going to pray again. But this time, it's going to be different. God's going to not even notice the voice that's been praying over the last few years. This prayer is going to be different. It's going to have opportunity behind it. And it's going to have passion behind it. I promise you, Sadie Joe can get my attention in any given moment. Having a kid almost 47 years old two years old I promise you my house Oh, it needs an elephant and have a three ring circus sometimes. I slept on the couch because it just wasn't worth wrestling her in my bed. We got a, one of them super kings you know. I'd die for that kid. Oldest daughter's 22 Shay's 20. Darren's 13 and there's Sadie. Rules a roost man. I mean, she rules. I'm in, in grandparent syndrome, you know. I'm the, horrible, I'm the worst parent in the world. Brother Bobby, is bad. I'm still giving her a bottle. It's just not worth the fight anymore. I'm just so tired. She can't say her B. She goes, da-da. She ain't saying da-da. She's saying ba-ba. And I, to, I should be reading her more books. I know, but I'm tired. And I'm wore out. I mean, I'm just looking at her like, are you kidding me? I'm going to be on a walker when you graduate. It won't be that embarrassing because we have a Christian school. You know what I mean? We're at the church. Everybody knows me. It'll be fine. (laughs) That kid, when she's not growling, three o'clock in the morning, I walk in my hallway. She's making noises. She's beating on things. And I'm like, what in the world? I can't, I got a full day tomorrow. What in the world am I going? She's keeping me up. Ah. I mean, I don't get up and say thank you, Jesus. I'm like, ah, you know, like, what in the world? How many perfect parents out there? You go up and say, you all you can think of 3 o'clock morning is thank you, Jesus. Amazing grace is not on my mind, I promise you. And I go through and she's standing in a hallway. It's like a bad movie. She's like, What are you doing? Getting the bed, she went, shoot! What are you doing? Shoot. Dada. I'm like, oh, no. One the bottle. Cartoon. In the middle of the night. But that kid's learned something about her daddy. She's learned that if she cannot say, Dada, if she can go, Papa. <laughs> it's okay, honey. <laughs> Papa. It's the cutest thing in the world. I can be so mad worse than she could, Papa. A little manipulator, man. Something happens to me in that moment. I don't care what time it is. If we don't have milk, I'll go get it. Because there's something in the heart of that kid that knows the heart of the father. And you know the heart of the father if you really want to get a hold of him. You know how to get a hold of God. You know, you listen to me Glenn first, you know how to get a hold of God. When you really want Him... You know that you can fast. You can pray. And there's things you've been watching and things you've been doing and stuff you've been... You know what separates you from God and you know all it takes for you to just get rid of some of this stuff and get down on knees. and you know out of nowhere here comes God and He just overshadows you and begins to touch your life. I'm calling us back to a place. I know this might sound funny but Papa, Papa, I need you to step into my world. I need some miracles. I need you to answer some prayers. Let's get a hold of God, church. Let's get a hold of God. If you want to get a hold of God, I want you to stand all over this building right now. I'm telling you, God is going to do something for us tonight. God wants to do something. Oh. God, you don't know how bad my situation preacher, you don't know how bad the situation is. Oh, but I've been doing this so long. Do you believe I've almost been pastoring. I've been pastoring 17 years. Can you believe that? Seen a lot of stuff. <laughs> but I have never seen the righteous forsaken. Nor his seed begging bread. God has not abandoned you. Who am I talking to? God has not abandoned you. God's right where you left him. And once you go through so much pain. Sometimes you just think, am I cursed? Have I went too far? No. It's time to have that conversation again with your creator. Humble yourselves and pray and seek his face and I promise you, you're going to hear words. God's going to start talking to you again. Ezekiel it's, 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 a, it's a place of death. It's a place of dry bones. It's a, it's a place of chaos where there's spent so much bad. Evidently an army had died. The army of Israel, it's scattered. The Bible says that the hand of the Lord was upon me. He carried me out in the spirit, which is where we need to go. It set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones. And he caused me to pass by them round about, and lo behold, there were many in this open valley, and they were, they were not just dry and dead, they were very dry. And he said unto me, "Son of man, can these bones live? Can they live?" And he said, how I would have answered, "Thou knowest God. I, I don't know if it's went too far." Only you know, God. I don't know. And he said something that I want to say here. He said, Prophesy upon these bones and say unto them, Oh, ye dry bones. Let me put it this way. Oh, dead bones. Hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God under these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. What seems dead, gone, is just waiting on you to speak a word over the death, and it's going to live. We either believe it or we don't. I'm calling this church. I wonder if everybody in this house could come to the front of this church. Could we pray together? Could you bring somebody with you? I want us to feel the front of this church. We're going to pray. We're going to thunder here in just a moment. I want us to feel the front of this church and I want you to pray. I want you to pray from the depths of your soul. Say, I want to pray in faith, believing I'm going to pray differently than I've ever prayed. I'm going to pray a prayer it's with faith believing that the end result that God is going to fix it. Could we all over this building. If you got to close your eyes, do it. If you got to get on your knees, get down and pray. If you got to get on your face. If you got to stand whatever, I just want you to pray. Speak unto what seems lost and gone. And speak to it in faith believing. And God will raise it up.